making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Exactly what is the connection between the earth, the stars, and the evolution of human consciousness? Is there a connection? Or is that all just a, a lot of woo-woo stuff that we hear about that we don't really have to believe in, magical thinking and all that, you know? Well, today we're going to be talking to Peter Tong as we uh, are surrounded by the summer solstice and the astrological sign of Gemini ruled by Mercury and Hermes. We're going to learn about hidden communication, which Mercury and Hermes are the gods of. And we're going to be talking with Peter Tong, the co-founder of My Heart Centered Journey, which provides the opportunity for individuals, groups, and businesses to develop their own highest potential. He's also the host of Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation here on the 7th Wave Network. You just heard him in the last hour, so he's going to be with us again. You're going to get to be lucky today and hear him twice in one day. We're going to be talking about what it, what it means to evolve and how alchemy helps with that, how the stars and even the landscape of our Earth helps us to evolve. So, Peter, welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Well, thanks, Andrea. I'm happy to be here and happy to be doing a doubleheader today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You've got a lot to give, so we want to, we want to give that out there for the world to hear. Um, so, what, can you just give us an overview? What is the connection between the evolution of human consciousness, the stars, and the Earth? Well, you know, uh, it's, the timing is absolutely perfect because of the uh, summer solstice yesterday. It's, it's a wonderful example for us to begin our discussion around uh, the events of yesterday. And, uh, and, and going to Stonehenge itself also provides us with this wonderful opportunity to have a concrete example. And so my firm belief is that the, the, the last time we had a, a golden era of peace on the planet when the sacred feminine and sacred masculine were in balance with each other was at least 5,000 years ago and beyond. And, and so the ancients from those times knew that we were going to fall into a, a dark age, a time when we lost consciousness with, with what we knew to be true in the higher realms and higher planes. So they deliberately built these stone structures uh, so that they could work with them and that we would be able to work with them when we began to return to a level of consciousness where we could remember how this worked. So if we take our, take our minds to Stonehenge, and you've all seen that magnificent stone circle, 
and you look at the, the structure in Stonehenge, and then you imagine going into the center of Stonehenge into the altar stone, which is in the, in the center of the circle. And standing in that position, it so happened that yesterday on the summer solstice that the Draco constellation was directly overhead Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Now, the, Dra- the Draco constellation has a bit of a negative connotation for some people, which is completely wrong because some people connected to the reptilian energies and dark energies, whereas in fact it's connected to the dragon energies, the ley line grids of the planet. So if you imagine this Draco constellation directly overhead, connecting through those stones in the stone circle and connecting down into Mother Earth, we have this sacred alignment of the heaven worlds and the earth worlds. And the whole reason for us being on the planet is to create the most beautiful, powerful vibrational frequency for a heaven on earth that we can. And here we have the Draco constellation with the dragon energies working with us. And we have the earth energies, Mother Earth herself working with us. And the only missing piece in this whole scenario are the human beings. Mm-hmm. Because we've forgotten why we're here and who, who we are and, and what our role is. And so, to, so yesterday created this incredible opportunity for us to remember who we are because there's no, there's no point any of this happening if human beings aren't involved. And so if you can imagine standing in the center of that stone circle in Stonehenge with your feet firmly on the ground connecting to the earth and your crown chakra going up towards the Draco constellation and then the sunrise coming up over the heel stone outside the stone circle and as the sun peers over the top of that heel stone coming into the hearts of humanity you've got this alignment which just literally zings around the planet and activates the ley line energy grids activates the people and suddenly there's this whole shift of energy and vibration to a higher level of consciousness and awareness and this is what we're supposed to be doing on these not just that occasion, but on these occasions. But yesterday provided this, this gift. And probably, Andrea, you're probably aware that Stonehenge is basically closed off to people almost every day of the year. You can go and visit, but you have to walk in, in an anticlockwise direction, in the wrong direction, outside the stone circles, outside a rope. And so you actually don't make that personal connection with the energies inside the stones and the stones themselves. And thank goodness Arthur Pendragon the British government to, to court to win his case that the Druids needed access to Stonehenge. So yesterday, all of the people that wanted to could go inside the stones and touch them and be part of this process at the sunrise and at the solstice. Wow. That's beautiful. I would have loved to have been there. And what you're talking about here is uh, this whole idea of oneness. That's what I'm hearing, this, this idea of oneness. I want you to explain, though, to, to the listening audience what you mean by ley lines, because I'm not sure that, yeah, I'm sure your listening audience does know that. I'm not sure that my listening audience does. So can you help us understand that? Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for the question. So, yes, indeed, we are talking about oneness. We're talking about returning back to wholeness and our connection to all that is. Um, and so the ley line energy grids are the crystalline energy grids that run through the planet. They're like... They're like earth channels of energy, and they run across the whole planet 
through what are called the great circles. If you imagine the equator running all the way around the Earth, that is one of the great circles. But there are many of them obviously going around the planet. And these great circles hook into these ley line energy grids. Probably the best known one would be the Michael Mary line that runs diagonally across England from the southwest corner in Cornwall and comes out on the east coast. And it passes through uh, significant sacred sites along the way, including Glastonbury, uh, including Avebury, and a number of other stone circles uh, in the southwest of England. It doesn't go through Stonehenge, but there is a ley line that runs from Stonehenge that hooks into that ley line. Then the Michael Mary line extends out of England and goes through sacred sites, including Lake Titicaca and the Great Pyramids of Giza, Mount Shasta in California. So all these um, sacred sites are connected up through these energy grids that run through the, the actual planet itself. And when they come to the surface or when they meet each other, you have power spots on the planet. One of the most um, beautiful places to experience this is actually in Avebury. The Michael Mary line, um, if you can imagine, rather than being a straight line, is a line rather like our DNA, where the two lines keep crossing each other. The Michael line is the masculine line, and the Mary line is the feminine line. And there is a point in Avebury where the two lines merge and come together for a short distance. Mm-hmm. There used to be a stone there called the Ring Stone, where people would get married because it was the place where you had the perfect balance between male and female energy, so it was the perfect place for you to come together with your beloved. Wow. Yeah, okay. So these are lines of specific spiritual energy that have a pull, uh, a magnetic field, if you will, that allows us to to use that uh, field to open chakras, to heal, to all kinds of things, right? Exactly. So these energies are coming to the surface, for us to work with in those places. And so we can use our own intention for whatever it is, whatever purpose we need. In fact, in the old days, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> in the old days, the, um, the ring stone uh, and, and other stones that actually had um, holes in them, uh, that mothers would pass their babies through the hole in the stone because the energy was so perfectly balanced that any off balance that child had would be put back into perfect balance and harmony so that they would be fully healed as they pass through the stone. And so you can use your intention to connect to your wholeness, your healing. You can do so to connect to the ancient energies of that site and what took place there and perhaps what your connection was to that place in a, in a former lifetime. Um, you can go there uh, in ceremony to clearly consciously demonstrate that you as a human being know that one of our roles is to connect back to the stars and to the earth. And so you, you can set your intentions in many different ways when you go to these sacred sites. Okay. All right. So there is energy here on planet Earth that we can use. So in terms of getting into alignment with specific uh, concerns that you have, you might recommend that we would go to one of these sacred sites to do that. But, okay, so if we can't go to a sacred site, how can we use the stars and uh, uh, alchemistry and the earth to uh, grow our consciousness, so to speak? Well, first of all, there are sacred sites all over the planet. Every single uh, area on the planet has sacred sites. It's just a matter of, of recognizing what they are and tuning into them. Okay. Uh, and then we've just had a, a tremendous uh, opening take place, which I'll talk a little bit about in a moment. Uh, 
uh, in my own uh, area where we have discovered the existence of a, a landscape zodiac, and I'll, I'll come back to that, that later. But wherever you live on the planet, there are um, places that you can connect with. You can create, in fact, your own sacred site. You can set intentional energies to bring the energies into a particular point. There are certain features, however, that make it much easier for you to connect with these energies because they're already powerfully present. But whenever you go out in nature, you just have to pay attention. Pay attention to where the animals go. Pay attention to the, where the birds fly or where they don't fly. Uh, yesterday, I was out on, on one of our sacred sites uh, on the solstice, and we had this beautiful dance with five turkey vultures. And mm -hmm. They were just uh, flying around and doing this beautiful dance on the wind currents. But they kept, they kept coming and they kept coming, and we knew that they were coming to give us some sort of uh, insight. And then absolutely amazingly, they don't do this. They all landed. They all landed in one spot. So we knew at, at the end of that moment that this was a spot that they were actually directing us to go to, where no doubt there is some form of vortex or portal energy for us to connect with. So what I'm learning in my work is now that as you become aligned to spirit and you connect with spirit in a very conscious, intentional way, then spirit will give gifts back to you, synchronistic gifts for you to connect with and show you places and people that you need to connect with that will help you on this unfolding path. So you can create your own temple in your own backyard, wherever you live, even if it's in the city, just by setting those intentions and going to the same place. Once you've established and determined for yourself that which that place should be, just keep returning to that place and sitting in, in meditation, in silence, in gratitude, and just allow the energy to build in that particular spot. Um, and then it becomes your sanctuary, your place, hopefully out in, out in a beautiful natural world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's the good news. And we're going to be talking some more about these special places and how we can use the stars, the earth, and our own alchemistry to help us evolve in terms of awakening. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more from Peter Tong in just a minute. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And today we're talking with Peter Tong about the connection between the stars, the earth, and the evolution of human consciousness. And what we've said just before, Peter uh, explained to us what ley lines were and how we could make sacred spaces for ourselves wherever we are. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, Peter, if you will, talk a little bit about alchemy and what that means in terms of the earth. That's a great question, Andrea. And I've had this very uh, unique uh, opportunity which very few people have had, which is to actually work at the alchemical furnace with the boiling metals and minerals and the actual transmutation of the so-called base metals into gold, silver, and platinum. And most people would believe that that process is a metaphorical transformation related to the human being and that the transformation of the soul is what alchemy is. But in fact, there is there is an alchemical process which is specifically related to the mineral kingdom. And the Sabian uh, alchemists of the Egyptian era uh, worked only with the mineral kingdom, actually, because the belief was, first of all, that most people don't believe that the mineral kingdom and the metal kingdom have a consciousness at all. So if you can go into co-creation with metals and minerals and with the co-creation of yourself with spirit and with the metals and minerals, if you can go into a transformative transmutational process and uh, invite these metals to transform from iron and nickel and lead uh, and turn into gold, silver, and platinum, you've demonstrated a pretty high level of conscious uh, co-creation, and the human being should be pretty straightforward after that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, that That was their belief. So the way it works is that is that within the ground we have all of these different minerals and metals that were created actually again through the Draco constellation. The dragon consciousness was the energy of the periodic table of the elements. And so the those elements were created in the stars and they came down to Earth and became our mineral 
and metal kingdom. And so the role of the alchemist in working with those metals and minerals is to go into co-creation and, and help them become the most refined form that they can be. And when you work at the metallic furnace uh, with boiling metals 2,000 degrees Celsius and you see these transformations take place and you witness and you experience, you know that you are probably in the closest connection to creator or spirit that you can be when you are part of a process where a metal shifts from one metal to another and becomes this beautiful refined uh, vibrational frequency, then you know that you're involved in something pretty special. And when I was involved in it and saw it happen and experienced it happening, I knew that, that I was being given a special gift. And that gift is that the transformational process that takes place in the metals also takes place in the alchemist. So the alchemists could not be successful unless they themselves transformed during the process. So each step of alchemy has associated with it a metal, a planet, and a chakra. And so each of the uh, processes, you go through the seven chakras, through the seven metals, through the seven planets, until you reach the stage of creating the philosopher's stone, the elixir of life, the gold, uh, which, which actually is uh, not what people think it is in terms of the human transformation, because most people see our spiritual involvement as being uh, somehow us coming up and going out to connect to spirit. And you could not be further from the truth because what we are actually supposed to be doing in this life is creating the most sacred vessel which our soul already resides in within the physical body so that our spirit can descend from the higher realms and actually fully incarnate into the physical so that you can become an enlightened being. We don't become enlightened by going out. We become enlightened by allowing our spirit to come in. And for most of us, we only have small amounts of our spirit actually incarnate in our physical bodies because we haven't created a sacred enough vessel or chalice for spirit to come in. So what we're doing in the alchemical process is creating the most sacred vessel possible for spirit to descend and join together with, um, with, with us in, in, in our bodies. And so there's a lot of uh, allegorical language and a lot of um, words used to describe things which are not uh, meaningful in normal language. So we talk about the green lion, for example. Well, there is no green lion in alchemy but it refers to a particular process or a particular color that you might see. So the alchemist did not give anything away. When I worked with the alchemist at the furnace, he told me absolutely nothing. I had to work it out for myself in terms of this process. Now, why is this helpful in, in, in helping us to understand what is going on in terms of the stars and the earth and this alignment that I'd mentioned earlier? It is that when you go into co-creation with the earth, then you, we have the opportunity to help the Earth transform itself. In other words, our whole planet can be transformed to a higher level of being. We can alchemize uh, the plant kingdom. We can work with food crops. We can work with any living conscious substance to help it reach higher levels of refinement and, and vibration and frequency, including the human being. So by working with, what you mean is that uh, each one of these conscious entities can evolve into further and further awareness so that it can receive the spirit.
Exactly. Right. Right. I couldn't agree more with that definition of how we uh, how we evolve in consciousness. That it isn't us going out; it is us going within and and uh, allowing ourselves to be transformed to receive what's already there. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that, and and I'm real glad that you reiterated that for the listening audience. So, okay, now, when you're talking about alchemy, as we change in human consciousness as it connects us to the earth, or maybe I said that wrong, maybe our connection to the earth is a part of our uh, the alchemy that changes, uh, shifts us, what what is the land, how does the land there's a landscape zodiac that goes with that, and we may not have time to answer that whole question, but I want to at least start before the break. What does that mean, there's a landscape zodiac? What is that? <laughs> well, the, the most famous uh, landscape zodiac is actually around Glastonbury Tor in England, and a woman uh, whose name is Catherine Maltwood lived in England in the 1920s, and she was a very, very gifted spiritual woman, and... Um, she was given the job of interpreting a, uh, a piece of work called the High History of the Holy Grail. It was a King Arthur questing journey. And she was uh, following this journey, again, not as a metaphorical journey, but as a literal journey. And it took her to a particular place just outside Glastonbury, which is called Somerton. And she discovered in the landscape, and by the landscape I mean in hills and valleys and river beds and old ancient tracks, she discovered that there was a, an image, a full effigy of a lion. And from that point, she went on to discover that around Glastonbury Tor, there was a full landscape. All 12 sun signs of the astrological uh, 12 symbols were actually carved in the landscape. And not only did she realize that, but she realized that these 12 features in the landscape provided us with a special gift for us to reach enlightenment, to become consciously connected uh, to all that is, and to be free of the wheel of karma. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, free of the rule of karma means that we're not coming back to repeat anything. We're coming either coming back as a bodhisattva, or we're coming back, or we're not coming back. It means that you're, as far as I'm concerned, it means you're, you're here and you become free of the wheel of karma, so you're free to choose whether you want to be here or elsewhere. Okay. All you, have right. no, yeah. you have no restrictions left. Okay. Because you've transcended the 12 archetypes that are the restrictions on our spiritual world so that the, the physical, emotional, uh, mental blockages that prevent us from becoming enlightened are all represented through the 12 archetypical sun signs. And it doesn't need to be sun signs. It could be the apostles. It could be the priestesses. To be the 12 labors of Hercules, but it's always the 12 archetypes that we need to understand and transcend before we can become free of that wheel of karma and become free to choose what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is the purpose of the landscape zodiac. Yes, and so if you're standing at the center of that landscape zodiac, it is similar to standing at the center of Stonehenge in the sense that you're, you can be in alignment with the earth and the stars and your own centered self is that correct it is it's the final step you stand at the center when you've finished so you have to go around all 12 uh, structures first so because mm -hmm. these are actual physical structures in the landscape mm -hmm. so the way that it works is you you need to go into the energies of each of the sun signs and you start with aries which is the first sign and you tune in with and check in with the actual energies of aries itself and what that represents mm 
and then you go into the landscape and you do your work in the landscape to understand and transcend those vibrations and clear those energies out. And it's a, it's a transitional thing. So it's, they're not like 12 separate uh, effigies. It's, it's a mythological journey. It's like the hero's journey that you're undertaking going from one to the next. And you right. keep moving on around as you go through the, the different energies and you're going through the four elements, uh, three sets of times, obviously, and, and you're developing this inner awareness of how this works. Okay. All right. And there are some people who say that we actually literally do that from lifetime to lifetime, incarnation to incarnation. So we might want to talk about that some more as well. But we're going to be back in just a minute with more from Peter Tong, talking to us about the connection between the stars, the earth, and the evolution of human consciousness. Stay tuned for more. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back today with Peter Tong, the co-founder of My Heart Center Journey and also the host of his own weekly radio show just before this one, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, here on the Seventh Wave Network. And we're talking today about how we can raise consciousness, open chakras, and heal by using the earth and the star energies 
to uh, assist us to sort of create a sacred space so that we can uh, find ourselves at a deeper level there in that space. And um, one of the things that, uh, that I'm aware of when we talk about landscape of uh, Zodiac, I know that some of my listeners are very familiar with Caroline Mice's book, uh, Sacred Contracts, where she does this same, a similar kind of work where you're not necessarily on the land, but, all, but are looking at different, 12 different archetypes to, to work with those. And I guess that's what you're talking about, that you're not just visiting these, like you're not just visiting Aries, you're also working with whatever Aryan energy you got that that you that might be holding you back and opening up chakras about that and, and moving through that to the next phase. Is that correct? Yeah. Let me just uh, let me just go through uh, a, t- a typical way in which you do this work. And we've just finished uh, Gemini. Let me just go through first of all how the how this uh, connects in, and I'll just do the first four uh, signs so that people can begin to see how this unfolds. So okay. we're talking here about, let's, let's say we're talking here about Genesis. So Aries is the fire sign, and it's like the first impulse, the first mental thought of creation. It isn't, it isn't yet created, but it's the first impulse of light, of awareness that we are actually going to create something. And that's what Aries is. It's all about the fire, the passion, getting things going. Then we move into Taurus, which is all about the earth energy, and is actually creating planet Earth as a kingdom which doesn't yet have human beings on it. It's the animals and the birds and the sea creatures and the land, and it's this beautiful Garden of Eden for everybody to come in. It's the Taurus energy. It's Venus. It's beauty. It's joyous. It's beautiful, and there's no um, human involvement yet. And then we move into Gemini. Gemini are the twins, and now not only are we talking about the beginning of the human involvement, the, the individual human being, but we have to have a twin because we have to become self-conscious. We have to be aware of ourselves, and we can only become aware of ourselves if we can see ourselves. So we now have a shadow in ourselves, and we can see our shadow, we can see ourselves. So now this is the beginning of the human kingdom. It's the air element of Gemini, and it's, of the, it's again of the mind. And we've just gone through that, and many people will, will remember that over the last month they will have had a very, very busy bee active mind going on, because that's the shadow side of Gemini is a lot of activity in the mind, which isn't very helpful, isn't meaningful. And one of the challenges of Gemini is to bring our mind to a quiet place so that we can actually bring in real authentic communication, which is the energy of Mercury and Hermes, uh, the trickster energy, actually. Uh, where, and the trick is to still your mind so you can receive it. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, we transitioned from Gemini into Cancer which is the water element, and it's the first connection to family. So the cancer is the great nurturer. It's the mother. It's the moon energy. It's the energy of nurturing and Mother Earth nurturing and the beginning of family, and therefore it connects into our ancestral lineage. And so it's a stepwise process that develops on itself as we go. Uh, But one of the most remarkable things that's happened, Andrea, for me in this work, because we've now done three workshops with the Aries, Taurus, and Gemini energies, what we're beginning to realize is as we do this that that the guiding principle behind it all is synchronicity because all of this energy was synchronized in the first place. If you can imagine this energy lying dormant with no one working with it and it's got all this incredible opportunity and gift in there for us, it's a sort of a tool for us to work with. And then suddenly some people come along 
and consciously connect with this energy, then what happens is there's this flood of synchronistic energy that starts to take place. And some of the things that happen are absolutely ridiculous, and you just cannot believe uh, what is taking place uh, in terms of, of, the, of the energies. So then you just allow this synchronicity to lead you on this journey, and you, all you have to do is get out of the way and allow it to unfold. And what, what essentially happens is that the mythology uh, becomes a reality, and it's, it's just wonderful. Right. So, and, and synchronicity is one of those connections between the Earth and the stars and time and all of that working all together in congruence. Exactly. It's when everything comes together in alignment, and when you deliberately set that intention for it to happen, then it takes place, and it takes place in magnificent ways. So the Castor and, uh, Castor and Pollux are the, are the twin signs in the, in the constellations of, of Gemini. And so you work with Castor and Pollux um, through the mythology of, of the stars, and you bring them down to Earth into the Gemini structure. In our case, the, the Gemini structure in, includes a Christ energy. With a, there's a, actually a Christ head image in a, in a trees in the top of the, of the, of the image. And there's also, in the other Gemini twin, a Kuan Yin, Buddha energy. So within the twins, we've got the Christ Mary energy and we've got the Buddha Kuan Yin energy. So uh, we can bring those energies into play, connecting through to all the other energies involved. There's a whole um, mythology around this whole structure that began with Catherine Mortwood in Glastonbury. Unfortunately, there are people in Glastonbury working with the Zodiac today so we are able to link in with them and, and help us to understand how we can work with the Zodiac in our own backyard here. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely far, far more than predicting how much money you're going to earn and whether or not you're going to meet your next lover tomorrow. This work is, I, from my perspective, uh, is the most significant work that I've, I've done um, in and. And what it does is it, enha it enhances everything else that you do. So my, my work with people, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one counseling, and my work with individuals has just gone to a whole new level as a result of my understanding of all of these archetypes and the shadow sides and how you can clear the shadow and how you can work with people to assist them. And this, the level of understanding and the level of actual energy that is coming through to support this is quite remarkable. And I would say on the, on the Gemini workshop, we had three or four people who cleared out in that one-day workshop some very intense uh, issues that they had been trying to resolve for a long time, all getting cleared within one day. So this, 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 uh, this gift is beyond um, material anything. It's, 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 it's how pure spirit works with us. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I want to uh, uh, sort of capture what you said just a minute ago about clearing the shadow. There's so many people who I hear from various places, audiences, clients, etc., who tell me that um, they believe that clearing the shadow means just emptying it out. And and I don't think that's what you mean by that, is it? What what, what do you mean when you say clearing the shadow? <laughs> well, one of the alchemical processes is is working with uh, with with iron. And iron is the substance that creates the armor, and most people have big plates of armor in their bodies surrounding their shadow because they don't want to look at it. 
Mm-hmm. And what we have to do is dissolve the iron away through the heat of the furnace. And we need to go into the shadow. We need to go into our own shadow because it's a part of us. And what you do when you go into your own shadow is you recognize it and you see it for what it is because within the shadow, there's always a pearl of wisdom. There is always something at the heart of that shadow which was created to protect us in some way. But at the heart of that, there's an understanding or a knowingness that we need to, to pull out. Mm-hmm. I do this uh, meditation with people where I take them into their shadow, take them into the dark, sticky substance and go in with the violet flames and transmute those energies and bring clarity to the situation where we find this pearl of wisdom at the center. We place the pearl of wisdom in our heart and we let go of all of the pain and suffering and emotional charge that that particular energy brought and we stay with the energy of the wisdom that's been gained. And that's a big part of this alchemical process. So you work through your shadow and you understand it and you work with it rather than avoiding it or putting it away for another day. Mm-hmm. If you put it away for another day, it will always come back and get you at your most vulnerable time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's hidden in the shadow is very often our truest nature, our divine self, our higher self, however you want to look at that. It is uh, sort of the Christ nature within us, and it is also unconscious, so therefore it's in the, co- in the shadow because we have repressed it. So, you know, I think that's the, what you're saying is there's volumes of wisdom there that can be gained by walking through whatever so-called negative thing there is. Is that correct? Do I have that correct? You absolutely do, yeah. yeah. And, and it's all, all this is about becoming more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And, the more, and the more aware we are, we are of ourselves, the more our consciousness can be raised up. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we have just a little bit of time before the break, but I want to talk about 11-11-11 a little bit. Tell me about that. What's going on with 11-11-11? Well, I happen to believe that um, 11-11-11 this year is actually going to be the most uh, potent and, and significant day of the year, actually. Um, and James Tiburon, who, who I had on my show a couple of times now, believes that yesterday the solstice was actually the gateway to the entrance to the 11-11-11. The, 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 these are so-called triple dates, which began on January the 1st, 2001, 111, and have happened each year, February the 2nd, 2002. And last October, October uh, the 10th, 2010, was a day when a, a lot of people had very significant um, experiences. Some, some people, in fact, I know were uh, at the Great Pyramid of Giza on that day and were in the, the, the King's Chamber early on uh, the October the 10th, 2010 morning. So this is another synchronization that takes place, and you have these special dates and special lineups that take place on the equinoxes, the solstices and these triple dates become and the, and the eclipses and they become the most powerful days of the year where you have the opportunity to take yourself to another level. And so as we're heading towards 2012 and all the stuff around December 21st, 2012, we've got two more triple dates to come, the 11-11-11 and the 12-12-12. Mm-hmm. And the belief is that, that the planet itself is gearing up or a shift in, in consciousness to a higher level of awareness, going through what some people would call an ascension process. And as I mentioned earlier with the alchemy, when, when you're working with the alchemizing of the, of the elements and getting them to transform, you also transform in that process. 
Well, the same is true in the ascension process, that as the Earth itself ascends to a higher level of frequency and vibration, then the human kingdom needs to do so as well. And some people are very resistant to that, of course, because of uh, the material world. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll be back in just a moment from, with more from Peter Tong. Stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260 day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And it's our last segment of the Authentic Living show today, and we're talking with Peter Tong, uh, who is the host of the uh, show that's on just before this one and uh, is talking to us today about conscious co-creation and how we uh, connect with the stars, the earth, and, and how we evolve in human consciousness. So, Peter, I wanted to see if you would be willing to share with the audience any kinds of events you've got coming up or um, uh, your website, any way that the audience can connect with you. Sure, thank you, yeah. So my website is www.petertung.com. Tongue spelled just like in the math, T-O-N-G-U-E. PeterTongue.com, and most of my stuff is on the website, um, and also www.MyHeartCenteredJourney.com, all one word, which is where I do my work with uh, the business community and also host my Ambassadors of Light uh, program, which uh, is a class I do every two weeks. There are lots of uh, also other items on that, including meditations, and so uh, it's well worth going to that site. Every two weeks, I'm now doing a Landscape Zodiac piece to help people understand how that can work. 
Uh, and also, I, I have a significant one-on-one counseling service, which I offer working with the Alchemy to help people uh, transform in their lives. So those will be the two main websites. All right. All right. Thank you very much. And I know that you teach classes and also provide seminars as well. So I'm, I'm sure that we can, they can find out about that on your website. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Great. All right. Well, I want to sort of finish up the conversation we were starting about 11-11-11 and uh, just talk a little bit about that first before we go any further. So, well, yeah, you know, I, I have not, in terms of the, your show, Andrea, authentic living is something I'd just like to mention because I know from the work that I do one-on-one with people that, that one of the biggest issues in the world today is that people are not living authentically. And you mentioned money earlier, and there's a lot of people stuck in the material realm and they've accumulated the toys and they've got all that they thought they would, needed to be happy, and yet inside they're not. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that they're not on their true passion, they're not following their the purpose for being here on, on the earth. So there's this nagging feeling inside that there's something wrong here. I'm not quite doing things the way I'm supposed to. And so one of the things I do is help people come to realize that their real passion is nothing to do with materialistic things. It's to do with following their true spirit, their true heart, and that deep, deep yearning inside. Mm-hmm. And so this 11-11-11 is another opportunity for us to step up into that into that higher level of consciousness and awareness as the planet itself is shifting. And what's happening is each year we go through these triple dates, the 9, 9, 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, there's a gearing up. And basically what is happening is the crystalline energies within the planet are raising the vibration and consciousness from within. So by the 12, 12, 12, next year, um, we will be up to 100% amped up crystalline energy within the planet. And then there's a sort of a, a rebooting period of a few days before we get to December 21st, 2012. And I actually believe that this time is a choice point for people in the world. And talk about authentic living. For me, it means you're either going to choose to go on your spiritual journey, your true destiny, your reason for being here, your conscious path, or you're going to be in a state of fear and stay stuck on the material wealth collecting a route, road, whatever you want to call that. And I see there being a division between those two realms where one group are going to be following the conscious path and the other group are going to be following the material path. And I know which path I'm going to be on already. (laughs) I've already chosen. Yeah, well, you're already on it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, increasing consciousness is an increasing evolutionary thing, and and the planet is helping us do that. The stars are helping us doing that. And uh, we can then choose what we're going to do with that energy. Is that what you're saying? It's an absolute free choice. And, and once you get onto the conscious path, then you begin to see how these alignments and how the planets, the, the, the star systems and, the, and our Earth are all part of the same energy and consciousness. And that there is this unfolding divine plan, which we are part of, and it's going to unfold anyway, so we might as well be a part of it. Right. Well, you mentioned during the break something about the radioactivity and our fear around that, particularly with regard to all that's gone on in Japan after the tsunami. So say something about that. You offered to me a little bit of hope with that, and I wanted well, to see, yeah. I'd love to do that. There's, there's two or three things I'd, I'd like to mention. First of all is that um, in, in alchemy there's something called the secret fire, and people followed the alchemical process uh, with no results. And the reason for that is one of the ingredients necessary in alchemy, the secret fire, is in fact radioactivity. 
To go through a transmutation process of elements, you need radioactive decay to be taking place. So it's an essential ingredient. It's also very, very significant in very low doses in stimulating our mitochondria to create a higher level of, uh, of energy and awareness for the human being. So with this disaster in Japan, where we had this uh, immense uh, release of radiation into the world, people have a, a lot of fear around that. But in fact, there's a lot of benefit to come from it too. Transmuting through radioactivity actually brings us beneficial life energy. And so I believe that people have made a sacrifice to be subjected to that radiation so that the rest of us have the opportunity to benefit enormously from the very low increase in radioactivity that we're going to experience. Don't forget also that excess radioactivity could also be used to kill off a lot of diseases that we are subjected to on the planet. Mm -hmm. So I have a much more positive view of the radioactivity that we're now being subjected to. And on that, on that note, I'd just like to talk a little bit, because I used to be a scientist in my earlier half of my life as a chemistry teacher, um, but now the scientists have discovered uh, that what has always been considered a consistent scientific fact that the half-life of radioactive uh, decay of elements, which has always been completely constant and consistent, is now changing. Mm -hmm. and, what, and what they're saying is there is something, something in the sun being ejected which is changing the half-life of radioactive elements. And, of course, that brings with it, again, a great deal of fear, and I'm jumping for joy because I know that that's another transformation, transmutation process which is speeding up the half-lives of all the radioactive elements, which means we are definitely shifting into a higher level of frequency and vibration. Right. And things are happening faster, and time is, seems to be shifting. It's time itself seems to be shifting, and all kinds of things do seem to be going on. Relative, I mean, it's amazing to think about where we were technologically 200 years ago and where we are today. Uh, and, you know, just the transition that's just very, very rapid and hard to keep up with. And, and so many of us are saying, no, don't change, don't change. And it's that very sort of fundamentalist fear that says we can't move forward. But what you're saying is we have hope to take that choice to, to evolve into the highest place. Oh, I think we've got a fantastic future ahead. I'm really looking forward to it. I think Me too. The, the raising of the energy and the consciousness and the synchronicities and all the people who are awakening at this time, people who are having experiences that they never dreamt they could possibly have. Absolutely. Not, not, not Absolutely. necessarily knowing what to do with it, but it's happening, and that's why we're here, is to help those people on this awakening path to understand what's happening to them. Absolutely. Thank you, Peter, for being on the show. And next week we're going to be talking to none other than Roseanne Cash about her memoir called Compose, so don't miss it. Don't you dare miss it. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.